Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> this is Resume episode 43. Um, I hope you've had a wonderful Valentine's, Valentine's, or Galentine's. Um, we've got plenty to talk about today. Um, my name's Dave. That's Tim over there. Hi. Hi. And we're the Quick Resume Podcast. Um, Tim, you're very sick. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm very sick again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Nothing much to report from my end, to be honest. Uh, I've been, I'm, I'm a little bit sicky, and um, I guess the, the the main point is that I've uh, rekindled my love for a bit of Hearthstone um, mm. over the course of this week, which is a really nice game to play when you're sick and just feeling a little bit under the weather. Because um, I mean, sure, it can be quite complex and stuff like that, but. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's low stakes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, it's all kind of quick maths and it's low stakes. It, there's nothing too complex in Hearthstone, um, as opposed to something like Yu-Gi-Oh, which is just, well, it's just stupid, right? Don't like, get me started. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I didn't even play this new Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel game because I knew it would be like that. I warned you. I tried to warn you. I don't know what to say. I think everyone was hyping it up, and like, great, I love Yu-Gi-Oh, don't get me wrong, but I don't think we realised just how much time we spent doing that when we were kids. Like, we literally got together and spent like six hours in a day just like talking about cards and then playing, yeah. like, maybe two games. Like, I think people always forget how long it takes. But also, I'm um, sure we were like just like dumb and didn't really understand the rules. So if there was like, like you know, like dumb. two essays of text, we would just be like. I attack you for a lot of damage. You know, like... <laughs> no, I'm no? not dumb. No, no. I play oh. by the rules. I called you out on your bullshit synchro stuff. Um, that's what sounds like a loser would say. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like someone's cheesing synchro cards. Anyway, <laughs> you don't want to bring up that buried hatchet. It's no, buried for not. a reason. Yeah, this definitely sounds <laughs> almost, like it. Almost ended our friendship <laughs> back in the day. Um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I've been playing some Hearthstone, and um, that's about it, to be honest. Dip my toes in a bit of FPS, a bit of Apex, but my reactions are um, not yeah. not great. So uh, yeah, that's that's kind of me this week, uh, and I'm going to wow. be probably a little bit sort of low energy. Um, no, we're here for you, man. Because you know, I got my little like honey and lemon drink. Mm. I'm, I'm dosed up on the max amount of paracetamol that I'm legally allowed to have. <laughs> legally, you know what I mean? And I'm good to go. Yeah. Bullshit. Great. Well, I mean, at least, you know, I think at the very least, uh, if your health deteriorates any further and your doctor, like, asks for a medical record, you can just send them a link to www.youtube forward slash quick resume podcast, you know, because it's all documented here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I might as well just read out my will and testament right now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just compiling just it all in case. One. Yeah. It'll be uh, useful for all of us. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that sounds, you know, um, that does sound sucky. Um, 
but you know, at least you have got to play some Hearthstone. That's nice. Um, I, I, I've been. Do you know? I because I did. I guess this is somewhat relevant to Xbox because the Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel has recently come out on Xbox and I think other platforms as well. And it's a free-to-play game, yeah. as far as I'm aware. Um, but uh, yeah, like we said, we used to play Yu-Gi-Oh all the time. I have like a crate of Yu-Gi-Oh cards somewhere. Um, it's probably right. worth some like decent money uh because you know it's just cool but it is it's it's known to be one of the more complicated trading card games i think uh and some of our friends got into it and it's like fairly generous the game with like how much it gives you so like i would and i, I would kind of say it's, it's actually quite good as like a free-to-play game because one of the ones where it's like very generous like front-loaded and then obviously it eventually slows down um but boy does it do some weird shit to like monetize boy yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and it's weird because it makes it inaccessible. In that, like, if you fuck up, you are going like you're you're like cut off. Like you're gonna have to like buy spend a fair bit of money to buy like a, a deck that's in the meta. So they do oh, this yeah. thing where if you the I think I didn't know how the rarity system in Yu Gi Oh worked, but apparently it's common rare super no super rare and then ultra rare i didn't know or at least i didn't remember but apparently that's how it works anyway you get packs um you get like some for free and you get some that you can buy with the gems that you accumulate for free but if you get a super rare or you get an ultra rare you then unlock a secret pack all right you can then buy that secret pack with gems but you only have 24 hours to buy that pack (laughs) what the fuck so if you're not following the idea is that you unlock a rare card like their angle you unlock a rare card and you're like holy shit i need to make a deck around this and you have 24 so there's scarcity you have like 24 hours to be like i need to buy loads of these packs because i only have access to it for the next 24 hours so there's no way to buy like packs for specific sets um there's like some that rotate in and out, but they're very like general and broad. But for the most part, you know, the however many that you know, like a hundred structured decks, you will only ever get access to buy a pack of that deck by yeah. roll by pulling a rare, a super rare, or an ultra rare from a general pack, and you'll only have access to it for twenty four hours. So it's like it like yeah, it, it like forces you into buying lots. Man, it's it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's it's stupid. It sounds really, really stupid, Sweet. but I guess, I guess it's still kind of leaning more into the generous side. It's it's a weird way to do it, but I guess it's better than the old models that the previous games used to do, where it was literally just it was just buy, it was just spend or don't have fun essentially. So I guess they're taking it in a in a better direction, but yeah. they're kind of pioneering that direction at the same time. I guess it's. Um, so they're just trying to think of new new ways, but yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely one thing I can say about Hearthstone since coming back to it is it seems a lot more generous as well. So I'm guessing they're trying to compete with the likes of. Well, I think Hearthstone has had this sort of battle pass system for a while now. It hasn't just implemented it because of this new Yu-Gi-Oh game that everyone seems to love. Um, but it's definitely a lot more generous than it was back in the day. Um, Hearthstone, like. Um, obviously I've got a load of backlogged quests and stuff like that, I understand that um, but just the whole battle pass system is is pretty is pretty generous these days um, mm. 
so yeah that's been quite fun to get back into um yeah but yeah it's 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 interesting that i think a lot of card games will start leaning more into um because i think they get a bad rap for being really expensive and you know like the free to play is kind of a lie <laughs> um, for a lot of card games i think i think they've had that rap for a long time um so yeah yeah for sure um but there is so beside besides that it being you know the monetization system being weird and like I said, it's generous in the sense that it gives you a lot of gems but there's the way that it does that with secret packs is so weird but mm. um i like because you have to be so like razor sharp on like knowing what you want to build you have to like spend such a long time like figuring out what you want to do and anyway, i went through all of that and i was like i am so bored and eventually one of my friends was like you know let's let's battle and see where we go so like full well knowing i was gonna get my ass handed to me you know whatever let's just actually play the game instead of just like read like on deck builders online and stuff so we did it and like the turn timers are 500 seconds mm-hmm. and it pauses yeah. when you do anything and i know i know like you go is a complicated game that has a lot of phases but like it's a bit much, and like especially when you get some of these higher end decks. I like literally uh, this it couldn't have been like I've like pretty much like I'm not going to go back to it because it couldn't have been a worse game to like onboard me because I spent like 15 seconds in a turn drawing a card and being like can't use that, and then ended my turn and watched our mate do like build a house of cards for like two three minutes, and that happened. Yeah. 20 times until the match ended at like half an hour and i was like that was so fucking yeah. uninteresting and, that, and that's and that's probably a quick game as well because he wrecked you like a, a game of Yu-Gi-Oh can seriously last like an hour like at least like half an hour minimum probably leading up to like an hour whereas something like hearthstone is like 10 minutes max it's so nice to just hop in and play like a long game of hearthstone is like 10 minutes yeah um, it's just it's just so much I don't know. It's just so much better, in my opinion. Like I, I think Yu-Gi-Oh has more going for it in terms of its complexity and its deck building and stuff like that. Um but yeah, I think Hearthstone's mechanics are just better and the way they, they go about making their game is better. Well but Yeah, that's what I mean. Like while I was playing it literally at least all I could think about was like Hearthstone's better than this. <laughs> that's like literally yeah. like, I was just I was just making me want to play Hearthstone. Um, anyway, it's annoying because like, I've been wanting to like download it all week, but I have my old iPad mini, like the first, I think it's, I think it's like the second generation one because it's the one with retina. Um, and the first ones didn't have retina. So I think it's that, and I had the game just straight up doesn't work on it and it sucks. Like I, I've been trying all week to like come up with a fix. Apparently it's like a known fix. It's been going like a known bug that's been going on for years. I've like factory reset. I've done everything and it just sucks because like I, I don't want to play it on my phone because my phone's too small and I don't want to play it on my Mac because my Mac's a bit too cumbersome. So it's just like, the iPad's like perfect for this sort of thing. So I'm like, oh my God, like everything is stopping me trying to play, get back in. So I haven't managed to get back into it, but I'm like, I'm quite keen to give it another go. But yeah, it's just irritating. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I was kind of in a similar boat and then I ended up installing it on a, um, a Surface Pro. Um, what, a spare one that we have from work. Shh, don't tell anyone. Um <laughs> I'll wipe it in case anyone needs it. So mm. whatever. Um, but for now, I've done that, and it's cool because it's got like a little pen with it. So I'm like, whew, whew, like swishing <laughs> yeah. with a pen. It's yeah, pretty it's, nice. it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't you have an old like tablet you used to use for it? 
Uh, I did. I had an iPad mini as well, but I ended up sort of, I guess, donating that to work um, to be used as like a, a like a meeting room sort of tool. And then I was just like, oh, it's fine for now. We can get it up and running and then like I'll buy a work one. And then I just never got around to buying a work one. And All my right. one is still at the office. So just take it back. So, yeah. Like, I need to use this for really important life things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're probably thinking porn, but no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's. I've been trying to sort of get my teeth into that, but the universe just doesn't want me to, so I guess not. But it, it's one of the things I've definitely like, got my eye raised about with the whole Activision Blizzard thing as we come back around to that conversation in a bit. Um, but yeah. Other than that, in terms on my end, I've been playing Sekiro. Um, before we get to the honor- honorable mentions, um, I bought it because I'm kind of like out of the apex loop at the moment, and I need something <laughs> to like just play in the. And I've been I've been wanting to play it for so long, but I've been waiting for it to come to Games Pass because somebody out there said it was coming to Games Pass. Not want to name names, but you know, um, and it didn't. It hasn't yet, so you know that's fine. I'll buy it, and I found it for you know, twenty five pound on CD keys or whatever. Um, and I'm having a cracking time. Um, it's good, isn't it? As would be expected. Um, I don't think it's perfect, but I do think it's bloody good. Um, it's just, it's just like Souls like things. Um, I think the game does like a pretty bad job of signposting you from place to place. Like very occasionally, you'll get yourself in a knot where you'll like go down all routes, and you'll be like. I don't know where I'm going. And it ends up being some like small thing in the corner of a room that you missed or something yeah. like that. And so I think they, like all Souls games do that where I think sometimes it doesn't signpost you too well. But other than that, it's very unique. It's more different than Souls than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just very good. Um, I'm just enjoying it quite a lot. Very good. Yeah, no, it is a good game. Yeah, obviously I, I played it maybe a few weeks ago and picked it up again for like four to five hours maybe um and had a really good time with it and then other things took my attention away again uh, mostly we actually started a dark souls 3 playthrough again um which we wanted to complete for elden ring which i guess if we still want to do that we probably need to hop on the wagon but if you're into uh Sekiro, then uh maybe not um but yeah I it is a both. good game i'm doing it my souls bar is filling back up man it's feeling, I'm feeling like yeah. replenished. Yeah, I, I feel like Sekiro has been a really nice palate cleanser. That's how I feel. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I feel like we were having a good time on on Dark Souls three anyway. Like we I were. actually, I was I was having a blast at least. Guess you were pretending, but um... <laughs> I logged off like, oh, thank fucking, I hated this. Yeah. Jesus it was horrible. Christ. Um, but yeah, no, I am. Um, I'm very ready for Elden Ring. So yeah, all, all of this is because of Elden Ring, by the way. That like, you playing Sekiro, us playing Dark Souls 3. Like, yeah. let's be real, it's all because of just Elden Ring hype. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I wonder if I would have bought Elden, uh, Sekiro if, it, if Elden Ring was, let's say, coming out in September. I think I probably would have done anyway. I don't think you would have. I don't you think, think you would have. I think you would have held on for that potential Games Pass release for a few more months, but knowing that you weren't going to get it before secure release is what made you buy uh before um eldering release is what made you buy it i think mm, maybe i don't know i can't I'm think s- of any i psychonauts into your brain when you went to sleep so really? i know the answer wow look at you go that's yeah. quite the upgrade you just get that when you're sick or is that just a thing you can do now <laughs> yeah it's just sort of trying to help pass the time <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like a hobby 
yeah, right well hopefully people's brains hopefully you left everything as you found it because i have been feeling a bit like i've wanted to kill something quite recently so hopefully that wasn't you well yeah <sighs> yeah anyway Not at all. no that's fine okay um yeah that's been me really um like, is there any i mean are we happy to get into some of the honorable mentions here because just because we've got quite a lot to get through and i don't want to mm-hmm. i don't want to like pull your brain to its brim you know so yeah no i'm happy in the last 10 days because we are filming the episode late as i'm sure you've noticed uh we've seen many things which would you like to talk about next gen cyberpunk upgrade horizon forbidden west crossfire fucking x or atomic heart or the capcom countdown is there anything else <laughs> nope that's it oh no the nintendo direct nope sorry yeah, i forgot about that um oh all the new announcement of the new call of duty where do you want to start <laughs> sorry for that but <laughs> that's okay don't be sorry um i'm gonna i want to start with the atomic heart i have a soft spot for that game okay. in my heart talk to me about talk to me about atomic fart um i think it's i think it looks great like i watched it, that trailer and it looks fucking bonkers <laughs> i don't know mental. which way is up <laughs> i don't know what's going on but I get Bioshock Infinite vibes. I get fucking Fallout vibes. I get Bulletstorm vibes. Like, I'm getting all these vibes just like mashed into one game. Uh, mm. And I think it looks fucking great. It is an first person shooter. Yeah. It's an first person shooter. <laughs> For sure. It's it's so it's so out there. It's unreal. Uh, and some of the designs are just so cool. Um, and unique and the world looks really really fucking cool so mm. but we'll have to see because I, I don't think the the developers behind it have done too much in the past they've done one big thing don't know, i, I, think, don't even I know think they one. did one thing because it was like bought it was like from the creators of and it said something but i don't think they've done anything that <laughs> monumental so when a studio comes out with something like this, you know, these things can be hit and miss. Sometimes the project can just be too big for, for actually what they're trying to accomplish. Um, mm-hmm. And it ends up being a bit of a sort of uh, mess, so to speak. Like, I feel like something like Biomutant probably suffered from that as well. I feel like they it was just like a really unknown studio, like fucking spiders or something. I don't know who made Biomutant. Uh, and I think they were trying to go for something a bit too big, ambitious, and out there. And I think it ended up just being a bit of jank. Um, mm. But it looks great. And I'm really I, excited for it. And it's I, coming out in 2022. So it's coming out in a month ending with brr. Yeah, so the, the, latter, the latter sort of quarter of 2022. That could be any time of the year. That could be October. That could be January. That could be... Uh, April, April, <laughs> I need to have a stroke. <laughs> November. Uh, do I didn't know. I didn't know it was actually an alternate history game. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. Just like Fallout. That's what I mean when I said it's an F. It's like it's like literally it like just clumped loads of different games together and made it kind of and it like got like a venereal disease on the way as well. Um, and yeah, I I think it does it does look quite good. It's like kind of Doom like, but Russian. Mm-hmm. I would say Doom yeah. in Russia is how I would describe Atomic Heart. It is Russian, Russian Doom. Doom. 
Yeah. It's Russian Doom. It's, it Doom, is... it's Doom with less rules because it's Russian. It is Doom. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it looked quite cool. Um, I did look better than I thought it looked before. I thought it was a better trailer that actually like showed me what was going on rather than like just weird shit like it did last time. Um, I think it's going to perform fucking horribly on consoles. <laughs> I don't know why. I just get that vibe. I just get that vibe that it's not going to perform well on consoles. <laughs> I mean, the the gameplay they showed. Yeah, if this is sort of like a a big a big world shooter, um, the way it looks, yeah, it looks phenomenal. Like just yeah, it'll be PC though. Yeah, on PC. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just like uh, getting to. Um, it looks phenomenal, and something like that when it gets over to console will be downgraded significantly running than running on a very top of the range high end PC. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping I can still get 60 out of it, reduced textures or something. But You'd hope. Um, yeah. 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 But we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I picked that game on our fantasy critic, little spicy little pick out of nowhere, uh, mm. when it didn't have a release date. And uh, I think a couple of people actually counterpicked me into thinking it wouldn't release, and it did. So, in face. Uh, well, it might, it might release. Yeah. There's a chance it might not, sure, but it's scheduled to release in 2022. Um, yeah. And no, I, I think it'll be right. It's still quite a hard game to predict. It, it's, it's hard to say whether or not that's going to be a well-reviewed game or not. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. It's a bit of a yeah. wild card for sure. It is, yeah. There's just there's just no track record, but yeah, we'll have to wait. Like you said, we will see. Um, okay, next up, um, Crossfire X came out this week. Um, to the sound of of my piss hitting the toilet, like nothing. Nobody said anything. There was no marketing. They just sent this out to die because they knew it was shit. And it's just, it like, how does this happen? How does this happen? Because. Know. Crossfire is a huge game, just in China and Korea. It's like the biggest first-person shooter. Ever. It's like one of the biggest first-person shooters in the world, just like full stop. And this yeah. was like a sequel to that. And they were like, let's like make a sequel and bring it to the to the West. How did they take that? Because and how did they take that and just not only make it worse, <laughs> try and like drag remedy remedy into it for the like? I'm confused because it's currently. It literally it launched and there were no reviews because they hadn't given anyone access codes. Which like if that wasn't already, you know, sus. Yeah, that wasn't already sus. Um, you know, the reviews of forty that have come out afterwards are sus. <laughs> um, so that 40. game currently, yeah, the game currently has forty on on Metacritic. Um, like, and it's just such a bad look. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Xbox have this real issue with like picking just shit games to back sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes like they they put their chips on games for marketing deals or things like this. And like I remember them specifically. Remember like Anthem was something they put their chips on. Mm-hmm. But and it's like we know that game had a really troubled development, and like the staff didn't know what was going on with the game until like a year until it launched. So it's like. Who was going there? Well, like these conversations not had. I'm not. I'm just confused. Or was it like? Did just, you know it was going to be a cap cash grab, and you just thought, yeah, well, we'll pocket that. It's just not potentially. A I think. I think Anthem's kind of a different story because I think they were just hoping for some some late 
fourth quarter uh, Bioware cheese, some Bioware <laughs> magic, just out of nowhere, where they just end up crunching a decent game out of nothing. Uh, which I mean, they've I done guess. with like Dragon Age like Inquisition was a similar sort of story as well. Um, <sighs> they've done it in the past, so it's just a respected studio, and I think maybe they just backed it for that reason, but didn't yeah didn't work out. Maybe. Uh, but this is just uh, you know another level um oh, because i i played this like what feels like 18 months ago now when they had it like in the flighting like cause we've, and the worst thing is that they've advertised this game like no time recently but we've heard about the crossfire x for like 2 years now and the fact that it now yeah. comes out and it's just like it's a piece of shit it's just it's just such a bad look because when i played it i remember i think we spoke about it i was like that you game like feels like absolute dog shit it feels like dog shit in my hands. I thought you liked it. Runny dog shit in my hands. Or did you like the the idea of the single player, I think, but you never actually I, played it? I thought some of the marketing for Remedy single player looked quite good. Yeah. Turns out that's not good either. Which is like which is the biggest shock because like Remedy are a good team and like it looked a bit generic, sure, but like I thought, oh, you know, Remedy Remedy do a thing where like they add big twists to stuff. That's kind of their thing. Um, but nope, turns out it's just shit. Like shit AI. The shooting feels shit. Um, and then when it just starts to get fun towards the end, the game ends. And they they've like separated it into chapters as if it wasn't bad enough. Like Yikes. just an absolute yeah. disaster. Not and especially it's... not a good look coming out the same week as fucking Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah it's um yeah it's rough dude i feel like it was just one of those situations where the development was just a little bit too deep to just kind of cancel so i guess they were just like fuck it right if we pumped enough money in we might as well cross the finish line um uh, yeah i don't really know and the game's not going to get supported let's be real nope like that I, game I, is I, yeah, that, that game's not going to get updates. They're, like, I don't care if the fucking CEO is tweeting and apologising and saying they're going to fix it. They're not. They're just not going to fix it. Um, so I'm sorry if anyone spent their money on that. Yeah, seriously. Truly. Is and it full thing. price? Uh, it was, it's 30 quid. That's the thing. It didn't come to Games Pass either. Like, what? Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I, I reckon at some point even Xbox must have been like... <laughs> we don't. I don't think we want this in the in the uh, in the service. Phillies um, just sit down and actually play. It. He's like, right, Crossfire X. See what Remedy've been up to. <laughs> He's just like looking at screen like, seriously, what is this? There's no way. This this isn't this isn't saying playing games fast. I can give this away. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just a bad look. Such a bad look. Um, it really is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Because they they even had the whole thing like when they had the X X gone give it to you like marketing and everyone was like yeah Crossfire X wow what like a good like brand coupling and now it's like a bot <laughs> a bot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember I remember playing it, man. It, it felt so, it's one of the worst like handling FPSs I've probably ever but like there was input delay the like acceleration was like sometimes you just take good i i you know i go on about this all the time but like i sometimes you just take like good feeling shooting for granted 
and then when you get your hands on bad ones, you're like, what is this? You're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. You know, it feels like you're like wrestling with the gun to try and get it to go where you want. And that's just, it was just dreadful. The rest of it wasn't that bad. There were some like coddy type systems. Like there was like loadouts and there was also like kind of kill streaks, but instead of kill streaks, you like upgraded your stats like mid game. Like there was some stuff that could have been worked with there. I think it looked quite pretty. Um, I mean, it was never something that was going to compete with any of the other I think multiplayer games out there, but I thought at least the campaign would, but because the campaign lends off the multiplayer shooting, it's dead on arrival. So, you know, whatever crossfire circus, that's the moral of the story. And it, it's even weirder because Smilegate are the devs and Smilegate are the same devs who make not only in China and Korea, but they also just released Lost Ark, which is, I know nothing about, but I know everybody keeps saying oh, it's a big deal. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm confused. Cause they're like obviously a competent developer. So they were just like diverting funds into Lost Ark. Uh, yeah, probably. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of just started injecting the bare minimum into Crossfire or taking taking stuff away from it. Um, yeah. yeah, to focus on on, on other things. Yeah, because they knew that was just dead and shit. We've got another scale bound situation on our hands, which we'll be talking about later. A bit of a teaser there. That's a tease. Yeah. yeah, I actually read that news. Yeah, we will be. That's a quick resume tease. We'll be getting back around to that. All right. Next up, honorable mention uh, Horizon Forbidden West came out today. Uh, not today, this week. No, it didn't. Fuck it. Uh, the reviews dropped. <laughs> um, it comes out. It probably will be out by the time <coughs> you're listening to this, but it comes out. Comes out uh, Friday. Friday, that's 18. right. Um, so, and this game looks absolutely phenomenal. I'm very jealous. Um, 89 Open Critic, 89 Metacritic as well at the moment. Um, Anything to add here about what you've seen or anything you've read? Uh, everything I've seen looks breathtaking. Uh, it looks like a fucking stunning game, both gameplay and, and visually. Um, kind of bummed out. I don't have a PS5, but my brother has a PS5. <laughs> so who knows? It might end up in my room. <laughs> Does he really need it, though? You know? Yeah. He's uh he might yeah it might just somehow make its way into my room and I'll be like oh, that guy. I don't know yeah. I don't know how this got there I also don't know how Horizon ended up on your on your credit card yeah <laughs> like really weird it's crazy it's so weird I did um, I gotta admit I did have a quick look on Amazon when the reviews dropped and I was like I'll just have a look I'll just have a look <laughs> see what's going on yeah. uh. Yeah, man, looks great. Uh, that's obviously a fantastic score. Um, I think that's... I mean, is it? I was going to say, I think that's the highest rated game of the year so far, but I could be wrong. I'm sure there's something else that's probably come out over 90. I really can't remember. So we've talked about the lowest rated game of the year and the highest rated game of the year. Great! <laughs> um, yeah, I, so the only thing that I really have to add to this, other than you know that it looks very, very good and, and very, very pretty, um, particularly the colour palette, um, Oh, yeah. is that on Twitter uh, pl- PlayStation like weirdos are the weirdest like actually the weirdest and I don't think I'm saying that just as someone who happens to be like particularly a fan of the Xbox ecosystem people were like getting genuinely upset that the game like didn't hit 90 people were like take your review down like if it was sub like 85 they were like take your fucking review down this is an insult to the playstation nation and like you're dragging a like historic event down and it's like 
Yeah, that's that's a bit intense. 85 is still an excellent score. 89? 89 is still an excellent score. Um, Excellent! Fucking fantastic! Yeah. You just don't get... just shy of a perfect game, yeah. Yeah, you just... And the thing is, you just don't get, like... Games above 90 just don't come around these days. Uh, Like, I, I know a lot of people have said... You could take two, a few different angles on it, but my stance is that we, that, not we, that 90s were given away a lot easier back in the like early 2000s because the medium, like we just got into HD gaming, the medium was evolving into like online console gaming. Um, and we were like, oh, this is like an ever, we're moving from 2D to 3D, like as like in the AAA space. We're like, oh, okay, wow, this is like, it almost feels like the generational leap added a couple of points to a lot of those scores, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not to say, like, that's not me taking necessarily away from those games and what they did accomplish, but you, you can think about early 2000s, the amount of games that hit 90s, just off the top of my head, it was like, you know, like the Halos, the Gears of Wars, the Mass Effects, um, even like the CODs yeah. back then, like COD 4, um, you know, these are obviously all fantastic games, and some of them absolutely do deserve their, like, their flowers and their credentials and everything, but I'm sure there are more that I cannot put, like, Bioshock, there are more that we just can't that maybe it's quite hard to kind of make that comparison but yes, point being it's just really hard to get those scores now um, and 89 is a brilliant score so it's just, it's crazy to me Yeah, that. yeah, the bar's a lot higher and gamers are a lot more picky as well and so are um, reviewer places, businesses <laughs> Yeah, reviewer places and, uh, Yeah, so it's it's 89 is still a phenomenal score um and it'll be one of the highest rated games of the year like it'll it'll be in that top five so yeah i think people need to chill out a little bit absolutely this this is like almost immediately a game that's in the game of the year um conversation and it's fucking february um yeah yeah and like i've i've said on the show that you know a lot of people go back and forth on (coughs) the utility uh, like the helpfulness of reviews and I've got a record saying that I think like these aggregate reviews are very helpful but some people like actually attach their like identity onto the number and it's like I don't really like I need I want a game to be like 85 or above anything within that space is generally like like when I say want, you know obviously I play games that are beneath that but like that's like my bar for like something is very good something yeah, is very very good take- yeah, confidently take my money, sort of. Territory. Yeah, that's like a must. Yeah, that's like a must-play territory for me. Um, mm. If you get into ninety, it's a bit of a holy shit. Like usually, that's like a holy shit, a bit of like a cultural moment. Um, but you know, so you think about something like God of War, that got like ninety-four or something crazy. Red Dead got something like ninety, like five or something. Again, crazy. Um, but it just doesn't happen often, and I think it's probably okay. <laughs> Everybody will. Everything's okay, everyone. Don't send any more death threats. Um, well, Okay. What did Breath of the, What did Breath of the Wild get? What did like, that even out? Ninety seven or something. Seven. Yeah, that's fucking bonkers. Which yeah. I think is a bit high in my opinion, but you know that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why. Nonetheless, like I said, it's. I think it's still, it's still useful for me to understand that. In total, I'm the outlying opinion. That's useful to understand. Like I think that's that's helpful. So, but some people are like uh-huh. actively like no. I am the center <laughs> and everyone else needs to bend to my will. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, so that's Horizon Forbidden West. Congrats to Gorilla Games. Um, that Your game looks absolutely phenomenal. Well done. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so there's been a bit of a tease, but this happened like literally as we started filming the show, but it seems that um, Cyberpunk has been getting a big patch um, along with a next-gen update uh, like right now. So by the time you listen to this, it'll be probably a day or two old, but nonetheless. Uh, hopefully this means there's a field of view slider. If there isn't, I'm going to be very mad. I haven't had a chance to check, but I'll be mad. I'll be really mad. Um, I'm excited for this. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to actually play the fucking game. <clears throat> I gave them I gave them sixty quid like a year ago now, and I haven't played the game. We I haven't uh, clicked on the app. We will. We learned a hard lesson that day. I think. Yeah, yeah, we did. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited to actually play what my money's bought me. <laughs> um, and it just kind of it's just bad timing, I guess, because I'm still not going to play it for a for a long period of time now with with everything coming out. Um, I've got a few things on my radar. Obviously, one being Elden Ring. I think that game's going to suck my life away. Um, and then another being the new Borderlands game. I think looks pretty pretty sick. Um, and yeah. then we've just we've we've just got our currents and our staples that we'll always go back to: Halo, Apex, um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Still playing through Dying Light. There's just so there's just so much. Oh, Dying Light. Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there, there, there's just there's just so much um, to play. So yeah, it's cool, and I will definitely go back to it. And I, I know there's a good game in there. And if it's less buggy and it's cleaner and it's running at sixty or however they got it to run at, I don't think they got it to run at one twenty. Uh, I would imagine, but no. if it's at sixty and it's a little bit cleaner, there's a field of view slider. Kind of. I'll be happy to suck into that game. Like I'm mm. sure there's a very, very good game in there. Yep. Um, Without a doubt. So yeah. Great. Yeah, so I think, and it, like I've, I've always said that it looks very good and its reviews are generally quite good on PC and, and the current consoles, but um, it's the, the, the bad press around it were like, it's still very, very buggy. And I was just like, well, <clears throat> it's still very, <clears throat> it's still very, very buggy. And it's, and it's not enhanced for, um, next gen like the, it ran at like 1080p or something yeah. like on day one and it's like what the fuck is this I remember I booted up and I was like it, like it looked the design, like it's pretty in terms of like it's design and direction but like it's so fuzzy like I have a Series X and I have like a 4K TV like you, you can re- you can really tell I think I said this last week as well like you once you like get used to 4K and you come away from it you're like, oh, like I don't like this yeah. it's like there's water on my eyes you know um so yeah, absolutely. I think it is a bit of a bad timing, but I am. Um, I want to try this game at some point. I want to try this game at some point. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, I did want to briefly touch on Dying Light as well, um, because we've since played it a bit more since last week, and um, I don't know what. How are you? What are you feeling? What's your temperature on that? It's weird. <clears throat> That game is kind of like a dumpster fire that I enjoy. <laughs> it's it's not dumpster fire. It's not that bad, but like, it's so it's so jank. But I can't help but love it for that, and I feel like that's part of the charm. Um, and I'm giving them a bit of a free pass. Um, but I just I just feel when I play that game co-op, like there's no way that was fully QA. <laughs> there's no way like some of those animations that it's like they just shipped the game and they were just like we did it guys we shipped the single player zombie game that we wanted and then they're like it's four player co-op 
Where, like, <laughs> so pe- people are going to see animations outside of the first person point of view. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be a problem. It's like, it's literally like they just control C, control V, like, just play a one, two, three, and four. And then they're like, oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is literally like the combat team weren't told that the game was going to be co-op, like the animation team or whatever, you know. Oh, it's so. I was. I've been left in stitches sometimes with like you just like swinging a two-handed axe and your arms just like clipping yeah. through your entire body. Yeah, your shoulder like, like yeah, like goes behind your head and into your left ear. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! It's just so funny. Um, but hey, it's it, it's a fun experience. Um, I, it's, I, it, I, I think it's a good game. Yeah, I, I think it's even funnier because the the fact that they didn't they didn't let any of the press preview co op game like co op gameplay, which is like weird because yeah. obviously you'd usually like want, and ever and I I when I was watching the review, previews, a lot of people were like, it's a bit weird that they didn't let us see that, and I was like, <laughs> okay, noted. And you just imagine that they were there like handing out the codes, like sweating, like. <sighs> <laughs> there's no cop on this don't ask about it like it's fine it's gonna be fine and it looks great it's, yeah. have, no, a, <laughs> have a free t-shirt fucking keep your lips shut yeah, it's a dying like mug yeah they're like we're doing a new promotion where if you don't ask about co-op you get a free hoodie don't look into it <laughs> don't look yeah. just uh just wait until the game comes accept out. your merch yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I'm having... Do you know what? Because I, I think after last week, I didn't play it for a few days and then I was like playing it like a bit solo and a bit in co-op and I was like... I was really bouncing off it and I was like... Like nothing is feeling... There's like a very like jack of all trades, master of none feeling here. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. And I was like, I was really losing steam quite quick. But then like I, I just sat down and I played a bit solo. Um, and I kind of really got into it like quite a bit more and then i played a bit more carp afters and i got into it a bit more you know we got a bit more like loo and i leveled up more and i think to be honest i think the most the biggest pull that game has is its skill tree but the fact that they went into the R, like more down the rpg route like it's really satisfying upgrading your like the skill the strength tree can kind of fuck off but the, this parkour it's really satisfying upgrading the parkour tree and just like, mm. wow, this is a whole like another layer on how I can now interact with the world and the environment. And that's like, I'm finding like that part of it is actually quite interesting. And as you, and we were totally, we nailed it, by the way, when we said last week that at the beginning of the game, it felt a bit like a bit too cut back. Um, mm-hmm. And that we thought like, maybe that's just because they distributed it through the tree. Um, and we're absolutely like, I've gotten quite a lot of the parkour tree, like unlocked now. And like it feels good, like a lot of the stuff you're like running through, uh, like down a road, and there's like you know, like ten different like mini games essentially of how you can move around this. Well, it's like I can far jump over this, or I can tall jump up onto that lamp, or I can jump onto the wall and, and wall run, or just ping off that zombie's head. You know, and you can like all of these. That's what kind of opens up once you have that kind of going, and that's what I think that's when the game started to click for me. That I got like just a couple more parkour upgrades, and I was like, oh, actually even just moving around is actually quite fun and satisfying just getting xp for it um and like getting some better weapons along the way i think the game is at its worst when you're like blasting between story missions because it's like go here listen to five minute cutscene go there listen to five minute cutscene and it's like 
I just don't feel like the mission design is good. Like, I just feel like it's yeah. a, a lot of like just run and then listen. And it's like, why is there not more interesting stuff here? You have a parkour game, like yeah, yeah. There's um, there's way too many cutscenes. There's way too much talking. Um, that's definitely one of the major drawbacks of the game. Um, especially when you're playing in co-op, like people just kind of want to have fun. It's a bit chaotic and. It, it's very it, it takes you out of that moment and that mindset when you sit in like a five minute cutscene um which is why we end up just skipping everything and then we just don't give a shit about everyone and we're just like there's moments in the party where we're all just like chanting just like kill him kill him <laughs> oh no one cares and i'm like i don't really know this guy's backstory but yeah i guess let's just fucking kill him right <laughs> but like, I, I just don't know i just don't know who he is because i've skipped everything yeah um, so yeah, that and um, and the fact that it just yeah when when, when you first start the game, um, you 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 just don't feel powerful. Everything feels quite disjointed and stuff like that, which is odd because they introduce you as a pilgrim, someone who travels around the world, someone who's yeah. battle hardened, and you're like genetically enhanced. Yeah. yeah, you're like genetically enhanced. You're battle hardened. You know how to survive out in the wilderness, and people are like. You travel two hundred kilometers to get here. That's bonkers. Ooh. But then you just you just can't do anything. Yeah. You, can, you can't even sprint when yeah. you actually get out into the world. <laughs> and then you have and to slap a like, zombie to death. It's like this doesn't really make any sense. I've been bigged up to be this this thing, and then I am kind of garbage until I play the game for like twenty hours. Yeah. Um. So that that to me was a bit disjointed. Well, I just don't. Weird, I just but... don't know why they had to. Because apparently I didn't know this. Apparently you play as the same. Apparently Aiden is the same person you play as in Dying Light One. I didn't know that. Huh? But like, why, if they had just scrapped that whole like prologue, it would make sense. You're just like a new guy who's like, you know, from the outside and then you come to the city and they're like, oh, who are you? And you're like, oh, I just like woke up. But like, I don't know. And some mysterious, but like, because they've like added in this whole backstory of like, oh, I'm trying to find my sister. And like, I've been around for so long surviving in the world. So there's like this story beat of like, you're really powerful. But if you were just like a blank yeah. slate, then it would be like, well, you're you're getting better at this yeah. pilgrim, you know? It's easy, writes itself. I did I did some crazy shit in Die Light One, and then I loaded to Die Light Two, and I can I struggled to scale a pole in a building. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's just a bit weird. Just the whole context of it doesn't quite line up, and it's a bit weird. Um, but I'm having fun with it. It's kind of fine. I feel like it is a bit too chaotic in in our co-op though sometimes, especially with the people we play with. I actually kind of prefer. There was a weird part of me that was like, I'm kind of enjoying this a little bit more single player. Yeah. Like, but it's just you, a bit less you can, take, crazy. you can take your time and you can just kind of have fun going around the world. Because like, I'll tell you what, there there is a lot of Dying Light 2. Whether you like it or not, there is a lot of it. Like the world is dense, man. There is a lot in there. And like... I was at one point. I was just going around with our friend, popular dude. What? <laughs> I said you're popular, dude. I can hear that. You can hear phone buzzing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, yeah. no, I was, I'm like flinching because I'm like, is that my? Um, uh, and yeah, because we were just running around, and I was just like, let's just slow down. I don't want to speed run the story. Let's just hop from question mark to question mark. And we just went round the map, like from windmill to question mark to question mark. I think it was great. There were no cutscenes yeah. stopping me. We had to figure out how to get from like down here to the top of that skyscraper and then to get to the inside of that building. And it was 
I feel like the game was at its best when we were doing that because it really like it you know it really just like facilitated all that parkour and like I feel like yeah it's just some of the mission design is just so like the green facilities like where you get all the high end loot and like the loot for the most part is like it's for like whatever it's fine it doesn't look different like it gives like stat bonuses some of the weapons are quite cool and the modding is quite cool um like as you go through like a lot more modding things open up and like it, you can do some pretty cool stuff with it but degree facilities i just don't i cannot understand what was they were thinking i cannot understand you made a game around like parkour and then you make me go into these basement rooms where i have to crouch around and mash rt like i don't understand like why can't it just be yeah. in like it would be so much better if it was like it was like a chase scene or like in the metro you know and there's like blocks and you have to go down and you get to the end and you take you open like a loot box and it makes a noise and then everything chases you and you have to parkour to the end and you know if you don't make it then you can't yeah. work just something like that because it's like why is there stealth in this game i don't need there to be stealth well, in this game <laughs> i i get what they were going for to like break up and have different styles of gameplay in there so it's not just the same thing you're doing all the time um, but I just disagree with the way they've done it because green facilities are end game. They're so useful. They're so they're so good. Like you, you go there to basically get your upgrades and to get your good gear and your weapons. They're necessary, yeah. and it takes away from the core element of gameplay. If they made them something a bit more hidden and a bit less, oh, you have to go here. I don't think you'd mind it as much, um, and it'd probably be a nice little change of pace or something like that. But I. Uh, I think with them being too too needed uh, in the formula and then, like you said, just taking away from what the game is trying to do, it does kind of trigger you. And it's, yeah, I, I agree. The, the, the way you said it would, would, would make it a lot better. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it is a little bit weird. There's some weird design choices in that game for sure. Yeah. Um, agreed. It's definitely, I think, its biggest weakness is its, its mission structure. Um, and it's obviously a bit buggy here and there yeah. run into a few bugs that have required like a hard reset but you know um having fun with definitely, it yeah oh, i was just gonna say you could definitely use a bit of like the fallout 76 treatment or something and just do a bit more environmental storytelling uh just yeah. like climb here and read a note and then jump off assassin's creed style rather than just go everywhere and have a cutscene sort of thing yeah. i don't know just have a have it a bit more built into the world um, yeah but yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I guess it, it is just worth shouting out just because I mentioned bugs there. And that, <clears throat> I guess I don't want to downplay it because our friend is currently cannot play the game single player because I don't know if you spoke to him about this because he's, his game has... You can't save the game. It only auto-saves. And he's auto-saved in like like a, a death barrier somewhere. So he oh, just spawns in oh, and dies yeah. immediately. And unless you can't load because he doesn't have any other saves. So he can only play the game if he uh, joins someone else. So that's like he literally cannot play it. Uh, and there's like a couple of times where he's been like, "I want to play, can I just like join you?" Um, <clears throat> so hopefully there's a fix going out for that soon. But yeah, I just wanted to die like that um, because that is stupid. That's crazy. That's, that's very bad. Yeah. Okay, let's speed run. Um, we've got uh, there is currently a, a countdown going on on Capcom's website. Don't know what that's about. Don't know what's going on. Don't know what it means. Uh, there was like a fake thing on Twitter about. Xbox acquiring Capcom, but that's like I said, it's fake and that's clearly not a thing. Um, I don't know why they would be counting down to their own acquisition. That's like kind of <laughs> fucking weird. But um, I think a lot of people have suggested a Resi 4 remake. It might be inbound or a Resident Evil Village that. DLC. 
yeah, I think it's either one of those two from what I've kind of read or what I would just expect, to be honest, because I think Resident Evil 4 has been talked about for a little while, um, uh, a, a remake for that. So, yeah, I think it's one of those two. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't for sure. what else would be. Imagine if it was like a Monster Hunter World 2 announcement. Oh my right god, now. dude, I shit my pants. Exclusives to Nintendo Switch. I still shit my pants. <laughs> still, it's still Monsanto World 2. Mm, yeah, okay. So, speaking of uh, Nintendo Switch, uh, we had uh, Nintendo Direct. Uh, um, was that even last week? Yes, I assume that was last week. Um, and I'm just going to quickly run you through <laughs> what my notes say, which is Splatoon co-op thing looked shit. Fire Emblem Muzu, Mario Strikers, Mario Season Pass, Kirby Odyssey of the Wild, Switch Sports Hype, and Xenoblade. Any standouts? Nice. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can move on. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean... Anything in yeah, particular I mean, you want to talk about? The, I mean, the thing that excites me the most is the Switch Sports. Let's be <laughs> yeah, like, let's go! Like, it was actually yeah. quite hard. It was actually a pretty good show. Yeah. I'd give it like an 8 or an 8.5. It was actually a really good show. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, like I, I I watched all the other stuff. Like Mario Strikers have always been quite an interesting game that I've always kind of wanted to play, but I never have. Um, Splatoon or Fire Emblem, I don't really care for. Uh, Kirby looks interesting. Does it though? I think it looks more interesting than most Kirby games. <laughs> most Kirby games are just cute, and you're like, well, that's fun. This game is like, there actually might be some, some meat on the bone here. Like... You know, for the I first mean, time in a, in a while. But. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I could, I literally, I was, because I was watching it with Beth, and literally the only thing I could think about and talk about was you. I like, Tim's gonna like the look of this. <laughs> Tim's a yeah, little Kirby. I love boy. Kirby. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I love Kirby. And there's nothing wrong with Kirby. I don't think I've ever played a Kirby game in my life. I, I don't, I like the characters fine, but this looked like Mario Odyssey Kirby edition. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. It's but instead of instead exactly of throwing right. a stupid fucking red hat on everything, he just eats shit. He just eats it instead and becomes it. Yeah, but yeah, but Kirby's always done that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I, I, this is not. But it is. It is like the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, it is the same thing. Yeah, I guess. Um, moving on. It's uh. But yeah, Kirby looks interesting, <laughs> more so than most Kirby games. Uh, Switch Sports, fucking... That, that's badminton, that's pretty dude. Hype, dude. That's badminton. Yeah, I know. That's the first thing you said. You were like, badminton, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I'm so excited. No cricket, though. Yeah, that's a shame. But if they're going to update it, like, maybe. But it's probably not likely, because it's like American. Like, they kind of trying to pander to American yeah. sports, don't they? Yeah. Maybe basketball will come at one point, but... Maybe, yeah. But, mate, they're they're great fun. I've I've had some fucking hilarious and great moments on Wii Sports. Like, I yeah. used to fucking love that game. We used to play all the time. Me and you I'm and legit hyped for it. We tennis was incredible. And the bowling was solid. And they, yeah, yeah. They're, adding, they're adding golf afterwards. Um, yeah, golf was also good in Wii Sports as well. That's another good one. Better than Mario Golf. Um, yeah. Free. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, that 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 is kind of hype, man. And yeah, Switch is just obviously the motion controls are better, so it will be less jank, and hopefully it'll actually be pretty uh pretty saucy, and yeah. uh, that'll be a really fun like party game with like drinks and stuff. Did it get like a release date? Uh, yeah, it was like April. 
okay. Everything they announced, everything they announced, barring one thing, I can't remember what it was, was um, first half of 2022. So, okay. Oh, nice. Um, And then, yeah, Xenoblade. Was that just Xenoblade 2? I can't remember. Is it literally just the second Xenoblade? It was third. There's already been two, I think. I'm pretty sure that was the third. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Um, Never played a Xenoblade, but I know they're really popular. And I know a lot of people love them. It was cool. Um, So. It's got big like Final Fantasy design wise. Yeah, yeah. Design wise, I've always, I've always quite admired it because it does have Final Fantasy vibes, and I'm a, I like Final Fantasy. Um, but yeah, I just never have because I've never really been a Nintendo boy, so I've never really hopped onto their main sort of RPG for their platform sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Absolutely. We did miss out one important part, which was Mario Strikers. Um, that I didn't talk about that. Did we? Sort of well, football. Yeah. Oh yeah, I said Mario Strikers looks really cool. I said I've always kind of wanted to play one. Um, our friends apparently played the the previous one. They were like really hyped in the chat, saying there's a new one coming out. Um, yeah. Okay. So, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it does. It look. It looks good. Um, it was a bit of a surprise announcement. Um, I, I never played the first one, but um, you know, it's Mario in another sport, which um, you know, is what it is. But apparently, they are quite fun. So can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the only other thing I wanted to touch on here was the fact that they were like, uh, "Is not getting Mario Kart Nine? We're gonna get forty-two maps for Mario Kart oh, yeah. Eight, and they're all gonna be yeah. remakes." And because I watched it, I, and I've done this before, because I guess I'm I'm just really not on the pulse with like like the Nintendo community. But I watched that, and I was like, "People aren't gonna be happy with that. That's gonna be a bit controversial." I went online, and everyone was like, "You know." Like spewing with excitement, yeah. Like throwing yeah, money if, if, out if the you're window. Thinking people, if you don't like it, chances are they're gonna love it. <laughs> I guess so. Let's <laughs> just just flip it on its head. Mm. Um, I, yeah, it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit odd. Isn't it? I, I mean, and the, just... yeah. I mean, the reason I say that is because it's not about like that. Say, like overall, it's quite a cool thing, but it's like, yeah. But like, where's Mario Kart Nine? Like, I didn't find like I thought Mario Kart Eight was good, but it was like. It was like it was just good. This was America yeah. Seven. It was America Seven. Uh, you can drive on walls. It's like the same thing. But I don't know. There wasn't really like any innovation there, so I was like, yeah, it's cool. It looks pretty, I guess. Um and obviously America has been around for ages now, and then it's like, well, here's a massive season part. And it wasn't like it's like they're all remakes. They're all remakes. And if there's any way I had to summarize Nintendo, <laughs> that's what how I would describe it. They're all remakes. Yeah. And then a little star animation. Um, I just think like it would be a good way if they were going to do like seasons you know like uh, what's 42 divided by I, I, I don't know for, say, for 18 uh, 7 season passes of, with 6 maps um, <coughs> they would uh, th- instead of just having like 7 old maps bump it down to 3 old maps bump it up to 2 new maps and maybe add in a new character I don't know I just, huh? I, I just felt like I never really got into the new Smash, but I have a lot of respect for how they did it. It was always an event when they were like announcing the new character. And even I like got a bit excited to like, oh, what's going to be next? Maybe it'll be Master Chief. You know, it never was. But, you know, nonetheless, like, like Banjo-Kazooie was quite, quite exciting. And I just feel like that would be so much better than just like remaking maps. That's why I thought what I, what I did, because I assume that people would want more than just remakes of old maps that they've already remade before. You know, it's like a remake of a remake of a remake. It's like, but you know, yeah, 
at the end of the day, it's a bulk ton of content coming to a game that people still love and play for whatever reason. I was done with that game like two weeks, two weeks after buying it when I was like, this is it. All right, cool. Um, It's fun. It's fun. You know, I guess, I guess it, I guess it's fun, but, uh, and what's the sort of, what's the sort of damage on that? Is that just like free or is it like a... What's going on? Well, this is the second half of the conversation. I actually cannot remember how much it is uh, like to buy up front. I think you have to buy them like repeatedly as they come out, maybe a tenner. Or it's part of the Nintendo Online Plus uh, subscription. And again, I saw a lot of people who were like typically commentate on like the industry who were like, that is amazing. That is amazing. And I'm like, is Games Pass? Am I like, uh, fu- am I a joke to you? <laughs> like, am I a joke to you? <laughs> like, and because like the same sort of people are like the ones who are like very skeptical of Games Pass. Like, mm, I don't know if it's worth the money or all worth the value. Games Pass is on its like 400th game, and like Nintendo has old Genesis games, <laughs> Animal Crossing DLC, and f- and some old maps. And a lot of people are like, wow, this is crazy. But, you know, whatever. It's the perfect thing for that sort of subscription. But, yeah, it's just, I think, it's funny that that parallel is now being drawn between Games Pass and the Nintendo Online sub, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, I think it's I think it's really fucking weird that people can chat shit about Games Pass and not that. But, hey, yeah, we're in a weird place and Nintendo fans, I feel, are the weirdest, like... They they they're all just nostalgia, dude. Like, and they know that's it. it. Yeah, and they know it. Like, there's if there any Nintendo people are watching this, Nintendo lovers over any other console, they're probably sitting there like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm still gonna type a hateful comment, but you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna call you ugly, but yeah, no, you're just correct. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's true, and their values are, are aligned, and that's you know I think like what's most important, and that's absolutely fine. But you know, as an outsider, I think it's kind of weird, but that's fine. You know, no, it's um, Breath of the Wild was a ninety-seven Metacritic, so you know, I what do I know? All right, let's move on. Let's move on to like the actual news for this week. Um, something happened with COD. Nothing, you know, whatever. I I don't really care to talk about it. Like there was like a, a mild the the Twitter account was like, oh, we're making COD more more there too. And that was it. Like yeah. that was it. So yeah, there's not really much to talk spoke about, but that's what kind of happened. Um, so uh, I yeah. So there was um, first bit of Xbox stuff. Really was uh, this comes from Benji Sales on Twitter. Was that we have some numbers or like the very recent numbers on kind of how a lot of the first party games are doing um, from Xbox. Um, and this is on this is a Sea of Thieves at twenty five mil, and this is you know obviously it's an approximate number. Halo Infinite about twenty mil. Forza Horizon five at eighteen. Minecraft Dungeons at 15 and Grounded at 10. Thoughts. See if these represent. Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's. Uh... I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. People are dropping off Halo Infinite because it's it's a six month season that has the content of two months. Well, so... I mean, but this is also like total players played. Oh, just oh, okay. In its lifetime, which would make sense because see if these has been out since 20. 17 2018 2018 oh so it's total okay so sorry for when i read the thing i thought that was just here are the players in the last few months and yeah i was about to say that's kind of bonkers numbers if they've reached that in a few months uh, yeah um, <laughs> okay yeah uh yeah okay it makes sense yeah halo's been out for a lot less uh time so i guess that makes sense um 
but yeah, that's I mean, Forza Horizon Five, that's crazy as well. Considering that's that's uh that's so high it's up. Just and that hasn't been out for very long. It's just a racing game. You good yeah. over there? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> well, don't yeah. Uh, I think really the standout uh, thing here is grounded. Honestly, I I didn't I'm, expect it to be in the top five. No, I I kind I don't know how I feel about Minecraft Dungeons. I don't know if that should have been higher or lower. Do you know what I mean? It's, it has Minecraft on the name, so I kind of thought it should have been higher. But then it's Dungeons, and I thought, did anybody really want a Minecraft Diablo like? And the answer is probably no. So it's like I don't know. I mean, I guess you know. I don't know. What, I don't really know what I was expecting with that game. Uh, in terms of numbers, but grounded is the big fist bump here. I think uh, that's a bloody good number for a team of twelve um, for a game that came out in a pretty polished state to begin with. Like it was in early access, you know, but has only yeah gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know, I think the plan is to be in one this year. Um, I have heard though that might move to twenty twenty three. So like clearly they've got like, big ambitions for like get to make this game jam packed before they actually make it. You know, 1.0 fully fully released. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, have they have they actually extended on the amount of people working on it, or is it still just the same team? I think they have recruited more. I think they're probably up to a team of yeah. twenty to thirty now. But yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was about to say because yeah, if they're still doing that with with twelve, that's crazy. But um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, obviously we we went back to it not that long ago, and it felt even more polished than than before. Um, and uh, yes, it's it's a good fun game, and, and and it's interesting, and I think it's really cool that they've made it to the top five. Um, first party on there, um, playing with the big boys. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Minecraft Dungeons is a big boy in my opinion. Um, <laughs> well, clearly it but, is, you know. Apparently, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't expect to see it in that list. Um. And in all honesty, I didn't expect CC of these right at the top with 25 billion either. But um, it's reached a it lot is, of people. I think that's what yeah. is the big takeaway there. Mate, that game is. That's got to be one of the best turnarounds in like just gaming history, that game. Um, where it started off so lukewarm and bare bones. And then it's just. It's reached so many people. It has such a community. It has so much content in it now. Um, and it's just. I mean, it's a hell of an investment and an idea that's paid off by by Xbox for sure. You love to see um, it at the end of the day. You do, yeah. And it's like I think, especially, well, it it, it was Xbox's biggest new IP last gen, you know. Um, and yeah. I always say that you know, no game gives me like a smugger fucking smile than Sea of Thieves because so many people were so like. You know when people like really like dislike a game to the point where they're like actively like malicious that they'd be like, yeah. you know, they're like, if I if I saw a rare employee, I would punch them in the nose, and it's like, like you know, it's like what was wrong with you? And like a lot of people were really like that about Sea of Thieves, like you know when when the game launched, and even like even now people are still like, you know, it's just it's just such a shit game, or you know whatever it is, you know, and for it to have grown as much as it has done and developed such a community around it. I I think we're, we're at the point now where a lot of re-reviews are kind of putting it in the eight, eight re-reviews, should I say, are putting it in the eight to nine range. And it's like, a lot of people are now divided into the it's for me or it's not for me category. And that's where it should have been in the first place. It's still a very unique game. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you. But it's, I think it's a fantastic middle finger to the people who don't know what they're fucking talking about when they, when games launch, um, you know, just, I guess because people have been burnt by games as a service before games launch in a way, which is like not pixel perfect. And they're like, this game's dead. This game's dead. Yeah. This game's dead. Um, and yeah, I remember seeing so much shit about that. So I'm like, it's just a, it's just a fantastic middle finger. To, to, to the people who like will put out comments like that all the time but yeah i'm with you yeah for sure yeah okay now moving on to what you were saying before was about um halo's popularity at the moment and we have we, i think we, we we knew this was happening and we spoke about this a bit to death in the last week anyway but the point being was that there's a lot of um uh, i would say contentious discussion around halo's popularity at the moment because oh, I have I'm on the record saying that I think it's popular to hate on Halo at the moment because it's like it's like a contentious thing. Popular. Yeah, right. And and because you've got such a feisty uh section of Halo fans that also like to give the game shit and then you've also got like, you know, the communities from other consoles who like to give Halo shit and then like your casual gamers who are probably gen- genuinely like alienated by the fact that there is a like the the roadmap for this is a bit slow. Um so you put that all together and you have like quite a vocal bunch online who like want to declare Halo dead, like just like with Sea of Thieves. And so Paul Tassie, who's actually a very cool guy, he's a writer from Forbes, um, did make an article about how uh, Halo Infinite's fallen outside of Xbox's top five um, and outside of Steam's top 100. And like people do this stuff all the time. Like, is it, is it, is it a big deal? That Halo <laughs> went from number five to number six. It just is yeah. that like, are we going to make an article saying it's fallen from top six to top seven? Like next, like you know, this doesn't strike me as weird. And I think a lot of people. I keep having this conversation with someone. And I want you to keep me keep me honest here. Is it a thing that when games as a service has come out, they always have this maybe first six month, three six month dip? For whatever reason, uh, ironing out issues, uh, uh, lining up the content roadmap, uh, microtransactions, currency, whatever it is. Am I not right in thinking that there's always a player count dip and then we start to go up and up and up? Because in my head, that's always what happens with these games. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, um, I feel like games as a service, especially in like shooters and stuff like that, I feel like the numbers fluctuate quite a lot. Um, I feel like it's very up and down because they're all based around seasons and they're all based around content drops and people play the crap out of those content drops and then they leave and play something else and then they come back when new content gets dropped on it. It happens for for all of them. It happens for Call of Duty, it happens for Apex, it happens for hell even Fortnite. Sure, it doesn't bump them off the top one and two spots, but it does happen. Yep. But you do you would if you go into the graphs, you would see a lot of players dip. Um like halfway or three quarters for a season and that's just what's happened with halo it just it launched there was so much to do and it was great it was awesome and now people are kind of done and you know for now and the season is six months and which is a mistake what? to put it out there we have spoken about this before huge mistake. which feels like yeah. a huge mistake you know it's done for a reason but it feels like a mistake but yeah go on. yeah yeah for sure uh, and we're like what two months in and it's just like is another kind of four months of very very small content 
drips that might feed people back in. But then you're going to see Halo in that top five again when season two comes out. Yep. Like you just, you just will comfortably top three, even like it's, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, it's nothing to, to go crazy about. Um, and like you said, people just love to hate on Halo. So it just gets more attention um, than the rest. So Absolutely. yeah, I agree with you. Good. Okay. I'm glad to hear I'm I'm not crazy there because I've like put this opinion out there. Like, and so your name would have been besmirched if you had turned around and said, no, I think you're wrong because I've, I've like sent out a couple of tweets now. So, you know, it's, it's been on the record. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I remember like, you know, Sea of Thieves, I think is maybe a bit different because it's not like it compared, doesn't have that competitive community, but obviously that did have that same effect. Um, like even, I remember this happening with Apex, man. I remember yeah. Apex came out um, and this is, I guess, uh, yeah, I remember Apex came out and everyone was like, this is amazing. The core gameplay is so good. We've got like a refined AAA battle royale. Um, and if there was no battle pass, there was no battle pass. And then a month later, they launched season one with a battle pass, but it was really bad. It was awful. And they released their first store update, which was like, actually, it was like two years from two years ago, three years ago today. Because I remember the first thing they put out was like a Valentine's Day bundle. And um, it was like a Pathfinder skin and a like... And a longbow. And a longbow skin. skin. And it was like 25 quid. And like it was crazy. That was like the highest... That's That was the highest microtransaction price I had ever seen at that point. Um, and I remember the exact same conversations that are happening with Halo today happening there. <coughs> um and everybody, and I remember watching videos at the time of people saying, "Clearly, clearly, Apex Legends was just a cash grab from Respawn, just a filthy cash grab. They're washing their hands with it. You know, they're going to toss it aside and push out their next game soon. It's evident. It's clear. Here we are, two years later, in season twelve. So it's like, yeah. shut up, like, shut and up. And it's, <laughs> and it's been in the top five consistently. It's exactly. entire lifespan. And I, exactly. And I, this is what I say. Like it had this dip and like it climbed slowly and slowly. And I would say by about season seven or eight, it really hit its stride. It really hit its stride in terms of like new season, event, midway season, event, uh, new season. And like, it just hit this yeah. cadence. And since then it's been like in top five. It's like before that, I don't think they'd quite figured out how to, they were like going back and forth and stuff. Um, and they've got like the comics and, you know, so this is generally how I feel. The fact that siege is still up there. The fact that destiny is still up there. They weren't there in their first, like, like after the first three months after launch. They yeah. weren't. Siege is notorious for being like abandoned at like launch. Fortnite had its yeah. maybe again, you could maybe argue it's a bit different because of its PvE component that nobody likes, but nonetheless, same effect. This is the thing. Uh-huh. The my my theory is games with good, like excellent core gameplay, but but lacking a certain other department or two, generally always get people back. And then yeah. I, I think this is really obviously the case for Halo. The core gameplay is fucking excellent and it's not even disputed somehow. Like somehow nobody complains the sprint is an issue anymore or that mantling isn't there or armor abilities. No, no, nobody talks about that. It's all the other stuff and the other stuff is easily ironed out and it's still ongoing. So I, that's just my two cents on it. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 for sure. It's, um, yeah, it's something that will, will, pick up again for sure um it's just it's just kind of 
amount of time, and it's not a big deal that it's dropped out, yeah, like at all. Um, and I, I was going to say something else on it, but I completely blanked. Oh damn, sorry. I've got, I've got, I've got sick brain. Um, um, was it to do with multiplayer as well? And campaign, no. maps, battle pass, events. I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay. Um, Jump in if it comes back to you. Oh yeah, no, it was something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. It, it, it's about once once the developers just. I feel like once the developers establish and stick to a really solid road roadmap that that the the public is aware of, I think that is that that makes the community a lot more comfortable rather than just having like no footing underneath them and they constantly feel like the rug's just going to get swept from underneath their feet. Um, and like you said, which is where Apex really hit its stride, is when the community knew these staples, these time periods on when stuff drops and when stuff comes out and stuff like that. So they knew that, you know, we only have to enjoy this for a, a month and a half or whatever. You're like, sure, it's not the best, but, you know, we can still play it. And we know in a month we're getting a whole new collection event and a new heirloom. You know, it keeps them staying on the game. It keeps player retention. Yeah. Uh, and that's something Halo hasn't quite developed yet. So I feel like when when it has that formula, um, I think that will help it a lot. Yeah, well put, well put. Um, I because and then it's funny you say it because um, uh, what's his name, Joe Staten had initially said when the game was it when it launched, maybe in December. I can't remember when it was. They were like, oh, we're putting together a roadmap. Should be out by February first. February first came and went, and it went to Twitter and said, okay we haven't quite ironed out how we want everything to fall yet. So we are going to push that back a bit. Um, so, so we know there's a roadmap in development. We know it's inactive and, you know, they've just pushed it back to um, make sure that that's all in the right place. Cause the last thing you want is to say, okay, first big updates coming March 13th. And then that not to be like, exactly. So they want to make sure that these are all realistic hittable dates. Um, and supposedly there's a big February update coming. There were some smaller Feb- uh, adjustments made a couple of weeks back. Um, to do with desync and latency and everything. Um, well, that was this week, maybe? That was this week, which we'll maybe come back around to in a bit. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you there. So I think it's just... I, and what I think, not only is this normal with, I think, what we're talking about, the thing that frustrates me even more is that this is only if we're, like, focusing a tight, like... Uh, what's the thing that pirates use? The little... Uh, spyglass, spyglass, <laughs> a tight spyglass just on the Steam community. Um, because people are saying it's fallen from five to six, okay, but that doesn't really indicate numbers. And Steam numbers have been like lower, like quite low, like they've been in like 30k, which is like, I think, I think it's like, and then people use like Twitch numbers, and it's like, okay, so we've got like a franchise which historic, which is like historically on console. Sure, you would expect there to be like decent uptake on steam but it's gonna fall and then you combine everything we've just said with that yeah okay it's gonna fall we don't have exact numbers for any of the consoles we haven't hit like the proper stride in content pacing yet um and halo was never gonna be as big as it was i need it and like i think that's the biggest thing people need to get into their heads that like i don't think like did halo ever really have a chance of coming back and like beating Fortnite, I don't think it like that could have ever happened. There's so much competition, you know. It's like Halo Three was obviously immensely popular back in its day for good reason, but half of that was by 
sheerly like the fact that they ushered in that franchise ushered in online gaming so it had the advantage of like this is the new thing that we do now yeah yeah there isn't that anymore you've got people playing like there's like 12 different live service games to compete with so even if halo Halo infinite had launched at its best with co-op campaign with forge with 20 maps and you know 15 game modes and I don't even know if people would want a bigger sandbox on launch. I mean, it's probably they're probably quite happy with that. And, you know, maybe if you balance tweet, tweets here and there, I still don't think it would have overtaken any of those things. I think there's a chance it could in maybe like three years' time when it's built up to it and it's like morphed around what the community wants to get there. But like like yeah. Fortnite didn't... Fortnite did explode, but it only overtook COD because of how well they did with the updates. And I guess that's my point that the molding is more important than the explosion, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the explosion dies out eventually and it's just, it's about keeping those flames embered, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page there because I was starting to feel a bit crazy. Um, All right. Um, I don't really have much else to say. Uh, Like I said, I I just, I did want to touch on the fact that Halo had, um, did have an update a bit further back store prices are still looking really good um, i don't know if anybody's looked at it there's like some mild contention around some stuff in the way they're handling bundles um but like overall the store prices are like half the price now and it's like and we've got confirmation that credits are going to be in the season two battle bar so i think that's actually going to look the flow of that's probably going to look quite good by the time that rolls around um sure they put out a big article on latency and geo filtering I didn't know this word, but now apparently everybody knows what that means, um, which is like the idea of like matching people with people in different uh, continents or yeah. areas or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they've like done some work on that to make sure there's less, uh, like that's working better essentially. Because like we can think of a couple of games where we've had, we've definitely been in like Asian servers or like Oceanic, like Australia. American. Yeah, exactly. Or America, you know, and we've been like, oh, this is dreadful. So they've done some work on that. They've done a bit of work on latency and they also laid out a big explanation as to why there is a bit of desync, like a really big, like it can't have been easy to like actually get someone to sit down and write all of this. Um, and essentially we're working on it, but um, so it should feel a bit better than it did, you know, like last month, but um, there was an update there. Cool. And lastly, Forge shit is leaking everywhere. It's leaking. Um don't know how this is happening, but it is. Um, you can go, literally just go to Twitter and type in Halo Leaks. There's like a couple of Twitter accounts who are like posting it and there are people, you can see on the pictures I've put here in the notes, Tim, there's like f- like volumetric lighting effects. There's like weather effects. There's like one where like yeah. the entire fragment is covered in snow and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks so good, yeah. Yeah, and it, just, it makes you wonder like, <coughs> like we, I think, yeah, it just makes you wonder like, was this already in the game? Why was I mean I guess you know it's it's not the same like to like have to make a whole campaign of a different area so I guess you know yeah but it just really makes you think just looking at like has this ever been an option in like in Halo Five could you go this far I know you could have just like lighting but I don't think there was like full on like weather effects for no um, yeah but no there there wasn't yeah this is all new yeah, yeah. it just it just looks it just looks gorgeous. Um, and it, to be honest, like I can, I, I don't really pay much attention to Forge because I'm like, as much as I fucked around with it back in the day, I just don't, I don't really think about it much because I know I, I something I take kind of take for granted. I'm just kind of like, oh, I'll play some cool custom games when they come out. But, but man, I've seen some of this. I'm like, people could create like full on like levels. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, 
yeah, man. So it's it's hard to even imagine what people will do with it. But um, yeah, this this stuff looks amazing. Yeah, that's definitely a very exciting time for Halo when Forge comes out. Huge. Very very exciting. Yeah, absolutely huge. Like I think, will you will you will you play co op campaign with me when that comes out? No. Will you play it with someone else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, that's fine. No, I'll play. I'll play it with you. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, we'll have to do our legendary. Um, maybe not. Legendary. All skulls on. Legendary. All skulls on. Legendary. All skulls on. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next I'm up. Playing. Uh, accessories update. Um. So just a little thing. Um. From the from the software. Nope. The hardware team. Um. The, on the newer controllers where the share button is that can now be mapped to stuff in the same way that you can map like paddles um, on the Elite controller. Just thought it was a neat little thing so you can, there's three inputs to either press, to hold or to double tap. Uh, I think it only has, I think by default it has press and hold on for yeah. screenshot and clip so I think double tap opens up for you know whatever else you want to use that for. Um and I guess while we're on the same topic, actually, in terms of like dashboard updates and things like that, um, there's a new dynamic background and that's grounded. There's a little grounded one. It looks lovely. Oh, nice. Yeah. I haven't seen this. Yeah. It's, uh, I've seen it online, but I haven't seen it uh, on um, on my console. Yeah. And, yeah. and there is one more thing in terms of the uh, hardware updates. Uh, quick resume update. Well, hey, shout out to you boys. Hey, let's go. Yeah, we're uh, built into the Xbox platform. <laughs> we are, uh, and it's it's pretty cool actually. I don't know if you saw about this, but you can pin you can you, so when this goes live, it's in inside of Alpha Rings currently. Um, you can pin two games permanently, so that will never get closed. Because you know how it works. If you keep opening new games, eventually it closes the yeah. old ones at the back. So you can pin two, but you know you're going to be playing like single player ones maybe, and they'll never close. Which I think is a, a really nice feature. Yeah, that is really really cool. Yeah. I think it's one of the it's one of the real weaknesses. I think as good as Quick Resume is, it's one of the real weaknesses that it has, and that you just don't have much control over it. Like they added the box so you can see what's in it, which was great. But sometimes, like it's it's weird when I go to a game and expect it to Quick Resume, and then it doesn't. I'm like, why? (laughs) Why? What did I do wrong? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So um, I really like this. So yeah, that's that's your dashboard updates. That's a cool feature. That's cool feature. Uh, okay, what have we got next? Oh, this was a spicy one. We're back at Scalebound now. Um, so, Camille, uh studio director over at Platinum Games, would like a second chance at Scalebound. And my reaction is a big old shrug. The pinnacle of human nah. emotions? Shrug. No. No? I knew we'd be coming back here. Talk to and me. I have a 90-page essay. Okay, I'm ready. Let me just get it up. <laughs> And uh, just finishing off. Just finishing off. Bye. <laughs> okay. Hello. Put it on my right. desk by nine. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to recite the whole thing. Um, but mm. I want Scalebound, dude. You want I Scalebound? Want I want. I want DMC mixed with dragons. Hmm. Do Why? you not want that? I mean, so I, I actually, I did myself the service. Of rewatching the first trailer of that game before we filmed today, I thought, you know, I'll have a look. Maybe I'm just like not remembering it. Well, blow your mind. Uh, blew your fucking mind, didn't it? 
I mean, to be honest, it it was it looked better than I remembered it looking. But my god, the frames, <laughs> me frames. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was running at like twenty throughout, and it was a real put like a real you know put put me off it. But um, like the writing was actually kind of funny, and the environment actually looked kind of good, and. The, there's just a lot of interesting conceptual shit going on like he tells his dragon to attack stuff and then he like fires an explosive arrow and then he does air combos and then he puts on a suit of scales and grapples onto the cricket thing the mantis <laughs> from like far away and then when he kills it he turns it to ice and shatters it and drinks its blood it's all in the lore dude do you not know any of the lore? So, no, I don't. It looks cool, man. It doesn't need to make sense. You played DMC. <laughs> no, five. no, I, I'm not. Nothing needs to make sense. That's not a it's criticism. Just fucking cool. That's not a criticism. I, I just like, and I think ultimately it took me back to probably <coughs> how I was feeling before I watched the video, which was like, I think the game looks really conceptually very interesting, but I'm just not sure how that. I'm watching it. I'm like, how deep does this go? How deep does this go? Because I'm not seeing any like combos. I'm just seeing like some slashing here and there. I'm not seeing like I saw him open a yeah. chest and pick up a stun mine. Like a dumb like it was like two textures. And he like tossed it and it like stuck on the uh on the on the mantis's head and he just shot it. And I was like, that was not ready for, for viewing. Um, but other than that, like I was like, this there's something about this which is like quite charming and like the actual dialogue from the the guy was was like quite funny um so i don't know man i'm in two minds about this whole scale bound business i'd like to see it come back i think it's quite interesting um but then i love those type of games so of course i want to see it come back well it's from Um, obviously the same guy who directed double maker in the first place camille he moved over to two platinum games who founded platinum games yeah Exactly. But he's also a bit of a weirdo. I know. He's also a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, he, he said something about uh, all English-speaking people being insects once. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's a bit weird. And it's also, like, isn't it, is this the thing? Is this him? Like, it's well known that he, like, bought Scalebound because they were, like, funneling money into, like, near automata at the time. And, oh, then, really? and then they like weren't hitting milestones. Maybe that's a rumor, but they they weren't hitting milestones. That was for sure. But anyway, the point of yeah, the point of the article is that like I think Camille had a interview a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I want to remake Scalebound. Phil should get in contact with me, you know. And it was like you can't help but think that like Camille hasn't said anything all this time, and pretty much let Xbox take the heat for that being cancelled. And now uh, that Xbox is like throwing money, big money at people. It's like, big. yeah, I'll, uh, I'll bounce some scales for you. You know? Yeah. Let him do. I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's some bad blood there. And yeah, obviously it was, I'm sure it's very, uh, very, uh, icky and very, it's a bit, bit, bit of a minefield how that was all left with Xbox and him. But I'd like to see it come back just from the sake of I just think it looks like a cool game. I just personally to me it appeals to me. I don't know how much it would appeal to the general Western audience. I think we're I think generally we're a lot more accepting to that sort of stuff now, nowadays, than we were um, previously. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I could see it. I just like it would obviously be a good game to have in the portfolio as like a Japanese game. Platinum, yeah. Platinum are just spotty. That's the thing. They're just an inconsistent studio. They made like Near Automata, which is obviously like phenomenal, and then they've made other games which have just really not been like and have been bad. Um, yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be opposed to, it, but it's like you know, if I if I'm thinking like if xbox have to decide where they're putting this money versus someone else it's like i don't know if like if they were gonna like put money towards like i don't know FromSoft to do an exclusive game or platinum i'd be like i think i know who i'm picking or like you know project yeah. red or whatever yeah. so i don't know yeah it depends on the terms here but um i think it is cool conceptually and i think one of the good things it has going for it is that it has a lot of uh it's it's like a popular name now. Like a lot of people know what Scaleman is simply because it's the game that got cancelled at Microsoft that yeah. looked kind of cool. Um, even though it was like at the time it was really criticised. Like when it was getting shown off, it's like you know the frames aren't looking good here. It looks a bit jank. Um, looks kind again kind of cool conceptually. Like it was it was like a mid seventies game from what we were seeing. Um, but maybe with some time and money, like it could like thrive. But it has that going for it and that everybody a lot of people know what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, next up, um, Hellblade 2, we had just, there was just a small <coughs> interview with Ninja Theory's co-founder, Tamim, oh, I don't really know how to say his surname, Tamim Antionadis, and, and, yep, yep got, got it, yeah, I won't say it again. Sure. Um, and he said, and I quote, Hellblade 2 will make Hellblade look like an indie game, which I think is funny because... Uh, Hellblade was an indie game. <laughs> so what does that mean? Awkward term. <laughs> what, what does that mean to meme? Talk to me. Um, but yeah. That... He just means on the, the scale of it. He's just talking about uh, just the fact that it's just so astronomically bigger in, in every way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which should get me thinking of like, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what the right direction is for like a bigger Hellblade because... I don't know if they've like confirmed it's like open world. I'm, I don't know. I don't think they have. But like, the, I think the assumption is that it, there will be like bigger levels and everything. Uh, but I don't know if that's like necessarily the right thing because a lot of what made Hellblade good was that it was very uh, cluttered. You know, there, there was a big theme of the game. You had all the voices going that, that played through your, your headphones, which because it's the only way to play the game. If you played that game through your TV speakers, you should probably be shat on by a seagull. Um, and it was just tight, you know? So I don't, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what a bigger Hellblade actually looks like. I don't actually know what that means. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just like more combat. Maybe like a bit more. Like yeah. Some loot. Just, it'll, it'll just expand on, on everything, right? The story might be deeper, the, you know, the character connections and, um, the story that was already good. Though. The, the, yeah, but like I don't know, it might it might be better, dude. I I don't develop the game. Not possible. <laughs> and like the graphics are obviously better. The world will be bigger as well. It won't be so like cornered off. They'll let you have larger and bigger areas and stuff. You know, all that sort of stuff just equals a bigger and better game, right? Mm. Yeah, but I guess it just depends on the area and the focus, but. 
be interesting to see what they mean by that because obviously what we saw um what we saw in the gameplay at the game awards was very much like a hellblade one thing like it was a it looked yeah. great obviously it looked like incredible but it was very much like a like scripted sequence um so yeah, yeah. I, i'm excited to hear just more about like what the actual what that means like what the evolution is of of hellblade there um yeah okay um next up in some more first party size stuff um phil spencer was on record uh having a interview with axios uh that he wants to make starfield the most played bethesda game ever which is quite a ballsy statement i think because um i mean i know that's what he wants but i don't know if that's what he will get <laughs> it's not what he's gonna get i'm sorry it's not it's not gonna out play skyrim mm. in terms of numbers it just won't i don't think anything ever will to the end of time <laughs> I don't, maybe Witcher three came relatively close, but like, apart from that, I don't, I can't see anything else even coming close to it. But beyond that as well, it's not even multiplat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Well, it's multiplat in the terms of PC, Xbox, but yeah, it's not not a PlayStation. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bold statement that I think will not come true, but. <laughs> Great, he has confidence. You can't, can't blame so. a guy for trying, and I think, yeah, it's. I think, it. They, I think Xbox really needs. I mean, I, I guess that is kind of Halo, but it's. It's more. I guess because we're moving into the age of like engagement and like retention, rather than like purchases, it's harder to like get a sense for like attach rate. Like, there used to be a big thing. We used to talk about attach rates all the time, um, and PlayStation and Nintendo have now a couple of pillars whose attach rates are like stupid high, like. Spider-Man is now uh, PlayStation's. Like the attach rate on their yeah. game is like beyond any of the other uh, pillars or franchises that they own because it's Spider-Man and it's literally one of the biggest IPs ever in the history of the universe. Uh, yeah. And Nintendo has, you know, like um, Zelda, essentially. Attach rate on Zelda games. And Mario Kart is like fucking stupid. Like it's like 70% of people who own that console own that game. And that's like ridiculous. But like even like yeah. popular games, it's usually like twenty percent, and you'd consider that quite good. Um, yeah, very good. Yeah. So I think Xbox needs like a pillar, which is like like most of the people who are in an Xbox have played this game or own this game. And I think if there's going to be a new game that can like possibly try and hit that, it's going to be Starfield. I, I do believe that. I feel like Starfield could be like the takeover hit from from Halo, like the game you the game you go to Xbox for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So wait and see, as always. Um, but I think it, it's a very, very interesting discussion because um, I'm not sure if it will be the most played Bethesda game ever, but I think it might be the. There's a good chance it could be the most attached Xbox game ever. That I think is not yeah, off the cards. exactly. That's a more reasonable statement. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, all right, big boy, big boy time um okay we had some more some very weird some very funny discussions on the activision blizzard thing (coughs) yeah it's fun it's the conversation that never dies um yeah and exclusivity and everything um because this really muddied the waters and this actually caused a bit of a shitstorm within the community as well actually um i'm assuming you saw this even from your black hole of illness i like last week uh, oh yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. So, 
the idea here was that Xbox, no, Microsoft, not Xbox, that's important, Microsoft put out a statement to regulators, it was public, but it was to regulators, um, that said, and I quote, to be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also be making them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. They also said, we are interested in taking similar steps to support Nintendo's successful platform. We believe this is the right thing for the industry, for gamers, and for our business. So, things got a bit messy. What does that mean? <laughs> what's like, what's a popular Activision Blizzard title? I mean, they're pretty, they've name dropped Call of Duty. Fine, we can accept that that's probably going to be multi platform for a long old time, which, by the way, I guess makes me kind of wrong, but also kind of not because I said last time we spoke that I really feel like Call of Duty will become exclusive at some point. And they've said here, like they haven't said we're going to keep Call of Duty's multi-platform forever. They've said in this weird, uh, what was it? Uh, to existing agreements. Uh, yeah, to existing contracts and beyond. So it's like there, there's wiggle room there and I don't know why. So that's like the first part. It's like, is this, does this mean exclusive, no, multi-platform COD in perpetuity? And number two is what's a... No- What's a popular Activision Blizzard title? Is that existing IP like Overwatch and Diablo? Yeah. Or are we talking new IP as well? Because those are going to be popular titles. Thoughts? Probably not, because they're not popular yet. Wow. Right? I mean, I guess. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't claim a game in the works like that new open world survival game from Blizzard. You can't claim that's going to be a popular title. Hmm. So I don't think it falls under that category. That can be exclusive. Mm. It will be exclusive. At least that's the way I see it. You know, it's. I, I think they're talking about staples. You know, like Overwatch and Call of Duty, and that's all that's coming to my head right now. But <laughs> Diablo, maybe, um, yeah. because they're just staples. They they are they're, they're the names you think of when you think of the company, um, but. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to say. <laughs> They've worded it again so fucking. They're, they're a bunch of snakes in the glass, aren't they? Like you have to be, you have to be so careful with the way you word it. A um, little bit, yeah. I mean, a little bit. You know, there are there's there are some people who think that this is, it's like definitive in some ways, but then left the door open in other ways. But then there's, but then it's like. Like so, and, and because this was not a public statement, oh, it, it, what I mean is, it's the what it, because it was a statement to regulators. Some people are saying that this is like just lip service to get it through past the FTC. Uh, Potentially, for, yeah. So it doesn't get blocked, you know. And is that really like a Microsoft? Like, I just can't imagine Phil being like, like in a year's time, we were just fucking joking. Like I was actually, I've got, I tricked all of you. I tricked all of you. Cards on Xbox. Cards <laughs> on Xbox is mine. Yeah, no, no, no. He won't. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's what I mean for those really big, just giants of those studios. I think they will stick to the agreement. I don't think Phil's that kind of guy, and 
that's probably what the contract will state. Um, but I do think for new IPs moving forward that aren't considered popular titles, they're not considered under these these terms per se, I think those will be exclusive. But at least that's the way I'm reading it. Mm. Yeah. And, I, you know, it brings it to, like, for example, like, what about if there was, like, a Warcraft revival or they did a sequel to Warcraft, you know? Is that... Does that count? I, I really don't know. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Look, if you can just tell us, a, yeah. if you can just tell us the answer, then we can all go home. <laughs> yeah, but I like to keep my cards close to my chest, so... I do know, Fine. I just, I'm not willing to leak it. I see. And I mean, the reason this, like, I think this probably isn't like massively unexpected. We've gone bad back and forth on the idea of like COD and we assumed that it would not be exclusive anytime soon. I thought there might be some wiggle room for Overwatch and Diablo to like just be exclusive, but it seems that that's not the case. And I think that makes sense. And I think that's probably fine and fair um, to, to everyone else. Um, but the reason this is like a big thing is because loads of X-Bots <laughs> were having meltdowns after this. And some of the reasoning came from like, like was, was reasonable. And it's not necessarily just about, I think a lot of it hinges on what is going to be leveraged from Activision Blizzard for exclusivity and what isn't. Because if you've made this massive acquisition and 95% of it's going to stay multiplayer, it's like, like, what's the point? Because you don't want to get to this thing where the gap between, like, PlayStation's library gets bigger over time and Xbox's just remains the same. Like, even yeah. though there's so much on the horizon anyway, that's the bigger picture. Um, and, you know, this and like this is the thing as well. People are pissed, I think, that Xbox are being too cautious around these big titles like maybe cod you can make an exception for because it's like minecraft and that it's like platform agnostic you know it's kind of everywhere at this point um Mm -hmm. but things like overwatch and and maybe diablo maybe not so especially when you make the comparison to equally as big ips if not bigger like final fantasy 7 final the new final fantasy like street fighter like in terms of JRPGs, Persona is one of the biggest. Knights of the Old Republic, Spider Man. Like, if if one if one organization is willing to go out and say and lock that away, and everybody's just like, yeah, that's fine, we're cool with that. But then Xbox tries to do it, and everybody's like, you can't do that. You're making a monopoly, and like, and then Xbox and knee jerk. A lot of people feel like Xbox are knee jerking and saying, oh no, we'll keep it multiplayer because we don't want you to block our do. There's there's some genuine concern there. I think that you know, why is this fair? Why can one company take one of the biggest IPs ever in 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 history in Spider Man, but Xbox can't make the same sort of counterplay? Like Sony bought that. Sony bought the game rights to Sony IP. They, ex- yeah. they exchanged it. They had they made a deal with Fox around the movie rights and Marvel, obviously. But that's still money speaking. You know, it's not like they mm-hmm. developed the IP. So it's like. Where's like it just feels like I know I know it's not a one to one comparison, but like where's the where's the line here? Why is it different? Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, I mean to be honest, it kind of is a one to one comparison. To be honest, there, there there's so many 
like you said, that from your list of games, there are so many big ones that Sony have just locked down um, that equal the, the, the number, aside from Call of Duty, that equal the number of great games that Activision Blizzard put out. You know, a lot of these equal the, 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 the likes of um, Diablo, Overwatch, you know, because then you got Spider-Man and um, what was another one you listed? Knights uh, of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic, you know, they're kind of on equal levels, I feel. Like, I don't really feel like there's much much between the two. Um, and I don't know. I think I think when it comes down to it, it's just, it kind of just comes down to the, the whole the way that xbox processed it in the whole big lump sum big deal like i think that just blew it up a little bit more i feel like if we were to buy it in like bite-sized chunks and do it like game at a time i think it'd fly under the radar a lot more and it would it would be it would go unnoticed a little bit more but people just panic people would just hit just smash the panic button because it's just one big fat off 70 billion acquisition and everyone's like what the fuck's going on you know, um, so, and I do agree with the fact that there's no reason for us to just share forever every single IP that comes out of these studios. I think we'll do it for a period of time, but it's just it's just not beneficial. Um, I mean, obviously, it is beneficial. You're you're selling it on both console platforms. Overwatch is technically Overwatch Two is technically getting the sales for PS, PlayStation, and Xbox and PC. You know, it's three platforms of sales so the company's earning more money um but in terms of game libraries and trying to switch people over to your platform you have to be a bit cutthroat and you have to make some of these exclusive at some point um i just think we'll play nice for a period of time um yeah and i think and new and new ips i think will be exclusive right yeah and i think this this really does need to be the case and again you know this is i I, I, I the, the, we wouldn't be having this conversation if PlayStation weren't already, like you said, so cutthroat with their exclusivity and aggressive with their mark with with their deals around this stuff. You know, and people have said it before, but like the the targeting of specific genres, JRPGs, uh, fighting games with Street Fighters, like locking them out is a strategic move. It's not just like you know throw a dart uh, a board. To, they've done yeah. that to lock genres, at, like to to to, to segment. Yeah communities they're, they're and getting the biggest over. of each genre yeah right and i you know that's just I, and i think that's the thing i think people are pissed that that some of this stuff is really getting locked away but there's no not that they want a retaliation or counterpunch but they they just feel like you know if sony keeps doing that then you're better off buying a PlayStation because most of the rest of it's going to be multiplayer. People don't want to do that. People like the library of existing games that are, are on Xbox, you know, and it's like, it's like back in 2016 again. Like we all, we all know the internet of exclusivity, but like, I think there's also an argument to be an angle to be made about like the communication here, because I think previously we had this whole thing with Bethesda and then eventually we, I think we kind of, you know, they had that round table and they discussed it and Phil said, these games are going to go everywhere where games Pass is other than the ones where there are existing contracts and legacy titles. And that was fairly clear, right? So the yeah. assumption is that things like, even though it's a sequel, Wolfenstein will be exclusive. Even though it's a sequel, Elder Scrolls Six will be exclusive. And then, of course, we got the new stuff, Redfall and Starfield, obviously exclusive. 
and uh, Death Loop and Ghostwire would rem- you know have to go through those contracts. That made sense for the most part. There's very little room for error now. And I think Lucas Clobberill summarised this really well, our little um, Xbox squirrel on Twitter. He sort of said that this kind of now feels like we don't know where we're at again. And that's, I think, yeah. what's got the Xbox community in a bit of a, in a bit of a, a bit of a fuzz because it's like, what can I expect? Like, is now the because especially because we're at the beginning of the generation, is now the time for me to invest in Xbox? Are you going to make this like a valuable platform for me to stay on for the next six, seven, eight years? Yeah. Uh, because right now. You know, obviously Xbox had a great 2021. Not all of it was exclusive, but the first party was there. Um, but now Sony's going to got some good stuff lined up this year. You know, Horizon's just come out. Um, supposedly God of War is later. Gran Turismo, I'm sure there's something else I'm forgetting. Xbox is looking quite good with Redfall and Starfield. But nonetheless, the point is, it's like people want to know if their investment is going to be made worth <coughs> it. And if Sony is snatching shit away... And Xbox aren't going to make the same sort of effort, you know, not by necessarily snatching stuff away, but by like making sure that there's added value. I think that's enough. That's that's why people get pissy about this stuff. So I can kind of see that. I don't agree with it, but I, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. You need to have like a trust between you. Your there needs to be a trust between your you your user base and and you as a company. Um, like you said it's an investment you know these consoles aren't cheap for a lot of people spending 500 pounds on something is an investment and something they'll want years and years of content in um games to play on it so it is a big deal and it's just very muddy water at the moment um you just you just don't know so yeah, yeah we are kind of back at square one but yeah and i just just to read like i'm not gonna read all of that out but um Maybe I will actually, just just to summarise what Clubrill said. Um, Xbox has a lot of communications work ahead of them, in particular with their own Xbox fan base. From a business standpoint, the decision absolutely makes sense regarding the exclusivity and what we just read out. At the same time, I can understand why Xbox fans cannot quite understand the strategy here. Uh, as meanwhile, Sony pays publishers to skip Xbox for years left and right and puts equally big global IP, such as Spider-Man, exclusive too. I see these reactions online, and while maybe personally I don't share them to extremes, I can understand the, some level of disappointment. Xbox kind of acts like, or has to act like, they are the non-plus ultra in gaming industry right now, allowing others to get their content as well, when in fact they are so far behind in every country except for the US that this whole story has quite a bit of irony included. It also raises the question of expectations from Xbox. If you put all existing Activision Blizzard uh, IP on competitive machines, why stop with Diablo? Why stop with Diablo? Why not bring Halo over as well? Why make Starfield exclusive? Why even uh, why why even still why even are we still calling it first party when it's in fact a third party at that point? Um, yeah, I see a lot of work building the right expectations and saying the right things to Xbox Xbox customers coming towards Phil and his team. Call of Duty is like Minecraft, and keeping it everywhere makes sense to me. Beyond that, though, I'm looking forward to getting some logical answers. So, yeah, yeah, that's just really well summarised. Um, you know that that is kind of the point you know if because it, the only difference that i'm seeing here is that sony playstation are approaching big teams and saying we'll pay for that <coughs> we'll pay you on a on a yearly basis to keep this on our console until we say stop and that's what's happening with final fantasy that's what happens that's what happened with dlc it's what happened, it's what's going to continue to happen the only difference is that xbox is doing on a bigger scale and saying we like what you do can we buy you and I, yeah. so that's like kind of where I, <coughs> people just want value. Um, and it's, it's a good point, man. Like 
is there a universe where this didn't happen and then Sony pinches Diablo 4 as a timed exclusive? Uh, and in which case, yeah. what are the reactions to that like? What you know, When it gets to 2024 and it's still exclusive because they've just you know, renewed the contract. Like, where are we yeah. at then? Are the reactions as bad? Like, you know, so it's like... Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm in complete agreement. Um, yeah, I think it's just the way the whole thing's been handled. It's, it's the whole scale of it. Um, Sony has just been doing it bit by bit over time. And uh, I w- I'm not saying it's going unnoticed, but it's just less obvious and less... Um, just smashed into the public eye than a 70 billion acquisition for a studio yeah um so yeah it's like the camel in the tent yeah i totally know <laughs> that reference yeah the camel in the tent you just made that up you just made that up no you, you know you know about the camel in the tent i don't know about the camel in the, the tent. cat so explain, yeah. explain to me. <laughs> yeah so you're in your tent you're going to sleep and there's a camel walking outside and you're like what are you doing you can just see his outline, you know, silhouette, because it's like dark or whatever. And he clops around to the front of the tent, and there's a little gap at the top, and he sticks his nose in. Um, and the camel, he speaks, camel speaks. <laughs> and the camel says, can I come in? And you say, uh, okay, just like your snout. Uh, and then you, and then he says, can I come in a bit more? And you say, okay, fine, put your head in. And he puts his head in. Uh, and then he says, can I put him a bit more? And by the end, before you know it, you've got a camel on your tent. <laughs> see where I'm going with this? Just make that all up. No, that's a, that's the thing. That's a, that's a thing. That's a, yeah. It's the camel in the tent. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so before so you know it, QR episode forty-three. Before uh, you know it, joining us, you've around. got a camel in the tent, and that's scary. Uh, it won't be here for episode number forty-four. Um, it will be a solo podcast moving forward. No, I'm not uh, done. I'm going to start my own podcast, <laughs> Camel in the Tent. <laughs> Camel in the Tent podcast. That sounds like a good one. Camel in the Tent. It's really, it's, a, it's a really good analogy, man. Anyway, yeah, so near the Camel and our, we, our wallets are the tent. Yeah. I think I did quite good there. I think it's pretty good. I think there's that really funny. I don't know why. I just thought I'd like paste in that meme <laughs> from the docs. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Is there like a name for this? You know, the guy who's like got his hands crossed and he's like, trade offer, I offer you this and we receive that. And it says, my users receive Call of Duty, Overwatch and Diablo 4. And then it says, Xbox users don't receive <laughs> Spider-Man, Persona 5, Street Fighter, Neo, Forspoken, Final Fantasy 16, Knights of the Old Republic, Wolverine and Ghostwire. And then at the bottom it says in big yellow letters, if you don't accept you're a monopoly and you're gatekeeping. <laughs> It's so it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you do lay it out like that, it's so stupid. I, I just don't get like what all the fuss is about. But whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay, super, super duper. Last thing, then uh, we'll round it out, sort of around the two hour mark. Uh, is that the Lord of the Rings film and gaming rights are up for sale at the moment? And I'm really surprised because every podcast I've listened to has been like, nope, don't bother. It can go to Amazon. Like, not worth the money. It can go to Amazon. And I'm like, you'd be crazy. You'd be crazy. And like maybe for the movie rights, like Xbox isn't going to do anything with that. Like, like you, buy the whole thing, sell off the movie rights to someone else, let Amazon keep that. Don't let Amazon fucking touch the, the gaming rights. Are you kidding me? Like, you know how we just had that whole conversation about having a pillar with a really high attach rate? Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Aragon Origins. Boom, done. 20 billion sales. <laughs> you 
done it. <laughs> Made by the coalition. Like, it's perfect. Or like Ninja Theory. I had it. There is, yeah, there's a lot you can do with the gaming rights. And there's a lot that has been done with the gaming rights. Shadow of Mordor and um, the other one. Gollum! No, no, no. <laughs> what was the first one called? Uh, Shadow of Mordor was Shadow the second. Of War. What was the first one? Shadow of War was the oh, no, second. Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Yeah, that's right. Wardle. Middle Earth, Shadow of War. Um, yeah. Those games were fucking fantastic. Everyone loved them. They reviewed great. They sold great. Like, it's clearly some good shit can be done yeah. with this, with the rights for this. Um, and that's just scratching the surface, really. You could do so many different games um, with this. I would agree. I'd, I'd buy the rights in a heartbeat. Lord of the Rings is a fucking sick universe. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I guess I'm confused because that, that is a lot of money for just right. Like, just right. Um, and I, I guess. Like, I can see where people are coming from when they're saying, you know, like, if Amazon Game Studios bought it, they would have more to do with it because they can use the movie rights and everything. But, like, man, are you kidding me? I, I mean, I, and at the same time, I guess the other side of that is, like, because I, I did, when I was thinking about this earlier in the week, I wanted to ask you, like, what would your, like, ideal Lord of the Rings game be? Because I was kind of thinking about it, and I was kind of like, do you know what, if I was going to make a Lord of the Rings, it would kind of just be, like, Shadow of War already. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would have kind of, like, loose, like, power fantasy Lord of the Rings feels. But maybe there's also, like, yeah. an over-the-shoulder, like, God of War-like experience that you could make in that universe as well, where it's, like, less, you know, um, like, hyperbolic and um, more grounded and gritty. But, like, Shadow of is quite gritty as well, so... Uh, well, Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so much you could do with it, with prequels and spin-offs and... I know you could do like a whole fucking thing with um, wherever the elves sail off to at the end of Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, a Numenor. Like a Numenor. Whole... Yeah, you could do you could do like a whole story over there and like a war between the elves and like a threat over there in their home country. <laughs> like you could literally just do whatever you wanted. I think that's like a spirit like... realm, though. Yeah, well, they're fine fucking spirit stuff, man. God, just poking holes in my dude. No, 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 I like it. Yeah, no, I... we just wrap up. <laughs> I, personally, I'd want to just um, be a pipe, <laughs> pipe weed, a pipe weed salesman. That would be my game. That'd be my pitch. Lord of the Rings pipe weed. Be, be a fisherman. <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings bass fishing. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially Gollum, though, isn't it? So I'm probably fine. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, I would love to see another like AAA game in the space like a single player game like i don't really i know we had like conquest a while back but i don't really care i don't want to see like multiplayer lord of the rings games i don't i know there's like an mmo which is still kind of popular but i don't know I, maybe i don't know man like i was just thinking about what like a what about like a gotham knight style kind of co-op game <laughs> in lord of the rings world maybe i don't know yeah i don't know but yeah that one's a bit hit and miss Nonetheless, that would be pretty hype. And like, my worry is, amongst everything else, that like, if Sony gets their filthy little mu- hands on this, they're scaring me. Because like, yeah. I I would need to sure. like, if there was a big Lord of the Rings like AAA game that came out, that that would be like a must buy for me, and that's like my wallet. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, uh, thanks uh, for coming today everyone that's everything uh, we hope you enjoyed being here for two hours uh, sorry we're a bit late in the week uh, I want all of you to pray and cross your fingers 
uh, and cook a goat for Tim here <laughs> to keep him going. We need him around don't for next do week. That last bit. <laughs> don't do that last bit. I don't like goat. Cook me like a cow or a pig or something. <laughs> it's not for consumption, it's just for sacrifice. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I don't want anything. Then. To the Daedric gods. Keep your life. <sighs> All right. Uh, bye, Tim. Bye, everyone bye. else. And um, we'll catch you episode four. four. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.